Welcome to Come to Your Shark Bites with Alan Shark, Vice President, Public Sector, and Executive Director of CompTIA's Public Technology Institute, where we explore tech leadership in the public sector. Hi there, everyone. This is Alan Shark, and welcome to another episode of Shark Bites. Well, season two comes to a close with this edition as we wrap up 2022, and it's been quite a year. And so I thought that it would be most fitting to kind of review some of the things that we have addressed over the last 12 months and kind of review and look at some of the predictions made at the very beginning of this year. So for those of you who have followed the podcast series, at least season two, we began with a fascinating conversation with the head of IT for the Alameda Mosquito District. And we kind of wound up with uh, some international conversations stemming from a conference that I normally go to in Europe, where we talk to people in Cork, Ireland, and the United Kingdom. And basically, some of the issues are identical to what we're facing in this country. We've looked at a lot of interesting issues over the past 12 months, and we welcome your ideas for things that you would like to hear or possibly even discuss in season three as we begin 2023. If you recall, we issued 12 predictions for 2022, and all too often, the predictions that are offered are never really, no one ever goes back and say, well, how well did we do? Were we even close? How, how accurate were they? When we look back, I think we were pretty much right on the mark. The first one, of course, is cybersecurity, remaining one of the centers of attention uh, at all levels, the one thing that keeps IT folks up all night, especially on weekends uh, when most of cyber attacks actually occur or manifest. And that continues to be a plague and it continues to this day. And I can tell you, spoiler alert, that when we reveal the 2023 predictions in our next episode in January, 2023, um, that will remain at the very top. The second uh, item that we mentioned looking at 2022 is cyber insurance issues. Coverage becomes a challenge. Well, that becomes an understatement when we have heard uh, so much duress from our members um, across the country. Premiums have almost doubled. Coverage for the same dollar amount has gone down dramatically, in some cases by 50%. Some companies that had been in the business decided it wasn't worth their time and therefore left. So that uh, makes competition uh, that much more challenging to find somebody. And the applications, which are always a, uh, uh, an enigma, very difficult to fill out for some. And some local governments said, we don't even have the resources. We don't have the people that understand what it is that they're being asked. And these were pay, uh, applications that could be perhaps 11 pages. They have now doubled. In some cases, we've heard that some of the applications are 22 pages. So that has become an amazing issue um, that continues. We talked about zero trust, number three, becoming essential to trust. Remember, the uh, internet was based on a total system of trust with a very different mission in mind, and it just grew from there. That continues to be an issue. And of course, we've had the White House issue, a zero trust program for all federal agencies, and that's starting to work its way down uh, to state and local governments as well. The fourth one was cloud solutions become denser and will continue to accelerate as local governments continue to pivot to a more resilient environment 
bring a valuable staff to focus on customer solutions and support. That turned out to be quite true. And we believe that more cloud-based applications will be the future as we move forward. We also talked about number five, managed services continue to grow. This is a result of local governments struggling to keep up with cybersecurity applications and storage needs and even staffing. So managed service providers really are becoming the go-to force, whether it be for a part or whole of IT uh, supplement or operations. This will never replace the IT leader uh, on the ground. Um, and there are certainly some issues uh, that worry people such as how can you make sure that you have the right cloud provider or service provider? Do they have the security protocols that, uh, that you expect? How do you find out? Um, the good news is that we have groups like StateRamp um, that are ramping up, as they say, um, following in the footsteps of FedRamp, very similar in terms of approach, and they do certify. And that's, that's a step forward, as, as CompTIA is, that uh, they just released this month in December, um, their Trustmark program for managed service providers. And those who get that, um, it's really like a, a badge of, of security for you, uh, the consumer uh, going to managed service providers. The um, number six was broadband expansion, and that's one program that really has worked. The federal government has really pumped in uh, millions and millions of dollars, and this has been a, something that has been growing, but the pandemic truly exposed the digital divide caused a lot of consternation, um, not just uh, uh, in the uh, cities and the outlying areas, but in particular rural America. With the latest rounds of funding, uh, much of it is being targeted to the uh, hard served areas, uh, especially in rural America, and we see an awful lot of build out going there. So that prediction turned out to be quite accurate. Uh, number seven, what we call tech staffing and security continues. In fact, if we were to rate these by number, tech staffing and security probably is right up there in the top three, finding and keeping good staff. This is difficult when people can make so much more money in the private sector, uh, the benefits are no longer as compelling in the public sector, and there seems to be a return to inflexibility. When we had uh, the rules kind of uh, uh, relaxed for out-of-state uh, workers and uh, remote working, that became very attractive for the tech workforce. But now many localities are going back saying, no, you must come back to work either full-time or hybrid. And many people are resisting making it even more challenging to keep the good people that we need. Number eight was federal support to the rescue uh, in cybersecurity and broadband. Well, here, we were only half right. Broadband actually gets an A. Uh, cybersecurity gets an F. We waited a whole year uh, to learn of what the rules would be uh, for what Congress passed last year in November of 2021. And we didn't get the rules until the end of August of this year. And the rules are incredibly cumbersome. And we believe that uh, very little money will be seen in the next year because of the complexity. It is a very well-written document, all 96 pages, including resources. It's almost like a textbook example of what should be. Unfortunately, it is divorced from reality in terms of, to me, not understanding the relationships that either exist or don't exist between localities and states, and in which cases, which agencies. So this is an open question. Uh, it remains to be seen how this may play out. 
The good news is that it does set a precedence for federal funding in this critical area, which we believe is necessary. We do need a whole of government approach to cybersecurity. But at the same time, we have to make sure it does reach the intended folks for the needs in which they have demonstrated. So this is kind of interesting. We'll see. Number nine was redefining and practicing emergency planning and recovery plans. With weather change, climate change, and all the natural disasters that we face, it just seems that things are not getting any better in that field. And we need to do a better job of planning. And we're seeing that happening. So that prediction, in terms of people realizing that many of the plans that they could rely on over the years are no longer adequate for today, in terms of how long would a facility need to stay in operation. It used to be three days, and then it was like maybe a week, maybe now it's three weeks or more. They didn't take into account uh, cyber incidents and what would happen if their systems went down. What are the alternate means of communication? Those kind of things that need to be addressed in recovery plans and including alternative means of communication among staff and key players. We talked about emerging tech expanding as number 10, and this includes blockchain, autonomous vehicles, and other new technologies. The one area we are seeing growth in is in artificial intelligence, uh, augmented decision-making. We are seeing some movement in blockchain and we are certainly seeing some movement in autonomous vehicles. So that's something that will continue. And we are seeing the use of uh, uh, chatbots and uh, other forms of communication with citizens uh, that augment staff for some routine tasks when people call or text. Number 11 was citizen first focus. We talked about the fact that this is a growing trend and it continues to this day, this focus on citizens. And that was really brought out in the pandemic. Most local governments were moving towards a, a digital kind of environment anyway, but this really hastened it and realized that we have to be anywhere at any time for our public. And it does make sense to meet them where they want to be met, usually in a mobile device, 24 seven, anywhere at any time. And then number 12, we basically predicted that tech leadership will continue to rise and shine um, at a time when tech was looked upon as just the people who keep the lights on. That trend continues to this day. I think technology has really shown uh, its value when it came to the pandemic. So these are the things that we predicted. Uh, there were 12. And so the question becomes, how well did we did, do? Well, the things that were in our control, we did quite well. The things that were not in our control, which was writing the rules for the cybersecurity funding was beyond us. And unfortunately, the rules um, did not line up the way we had hoped. 2023, let's wait and see, but I think we are facing a lot of headwinds of uncertainty. And the, uh, the winds of uncertainty have to do with uh, the worries of inflation, the worries of possibly going into a recession, and also political uncertainty. And then finally, the health crisis is not over, at least not this month, December 2022. So I wish all of you and your families, a joyous holiday season and a very, very happy and optimistic new year. We're gonna be there with you in season three of Shark Bites. And on January 19th at 2 p.m. Eastern time, Doug Robinson, who is my counterpart, he is the executive director of the National Association of State CIOs and myself, will be doing our annual broadcast of trends as we see them looking ahead 
to the year. And we will be talking about our research from our recently released survey on cybersecurity and other things that uh, we have uh, uh, are able to report in January. So again, happy new year to you and your families. And we will see you literally next year. So as we always end our bod uh, podcasts, always say, please be safe both professionally, personally, and digitally. This has been a production of the Comtia Public Technology Institute. To learn more, visit connect.comtia.org and search public sector.